And it looks like we have some breaking news coming in right now. I'm Jenna Worden, here with my co-host, Jordan Reinhardt. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Flashback. Breaking news tonight on Flashback Forecast. Jordan Reinhardt Joining me today is fantastic, wonderful partner in crime. Thank you for tuning in and joining us for this week's episode of Flashback Forecast. I'm Jenna Worden. I'm Jordan Reinhardt. This is Flashback Forecast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Flashback Forecast. I'm one of your hosts, Jordan. And I'm Jenna. And tonight, we're going to get started with one of our favorite segments on the show, Rapid Fire Review. So this week for our Rapid Fire Review, we will only be uh, reviewing Supergirl because this week was the giant crossover. And so we want to talk about everything that happened in the crossover. And basically, even though they call it a four-part crossover, it wasn't a four-part really crossover. Four-part four crossover. Uh, Supergirl is like a standalone episode. It was Supergirl's mid-season finale. Didn't really have anything to do with what happened in the crossover, so we're gonna treat it. Nope, as not at such. all. So uh, yeah, so we're gonna do our rapid-fire review for Supergirl, and then we'll get into the rest of it. So Jordan, yeah. can I have fifty-two seconds on the clock, please? 52 seconds. All right, whenever you're ready. Okay, so this week we start at Thanksgiving. A breach appears. Those happen throughout the episode. That's the only thing that has to do with the crossover Barry and Cisco are trying to get through. In other news, Cyborg Superman gasses and kills a bunch of aliens in the bar. Conveniently, Kara's mom comes and helps out. Uh, we find out that Medusa was created by Kara's dad in order to protect Krypton, but really it can wipe out all these aliens. There's a nice scene between Eliza and Alex about her sexuality, especially after we establish Kara as, like, the best daughter or whatever. Kara's struggling with her parents' legacy. Uh, Lena Luther is told about her mom being the head of Cadmus, and she's like, no, I can't believe it, and ends up launching the virus. But just kidding, she actually saves the day. Somebody creepy is hunting Monel. That's how we kind of end the episode. Ten seconds left. Uh, Monel and Kara end up kissing. But he doesn't remember, or does he? Not sure. Maggie and Alex get together. Yay. Barry and Cisco finally Time. get her. Did it. Boom. Boom. Got we it did just it. under the wire. So that was uh, Supergirl for you. Yeah. So it was a good mid-season finale. It was. Um, it was a really good episode. Lots of cool stuff going on in there, but we have so much more to talk about. Yeah. So that was Supergirl. Um, but now we're going to get into today's top stories. Which is the crossover, the three-night crossover. Um, we're going to go in the order that the shows appeared. So Act 1, The Flash, Act 2, Arrow, Act 3, Legends. Um, so Act 1, The Flash, it starts with H.R. Wells. He wants to reopen Star Labs as a museum. Uh, what? In two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks, yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um it- well, there's a couple of things. My initial reaction was like, in two weeks, that's when you're on hiatus. Like, that's when you're on <laughs> yeah. your winter break. <laughs> so does that mean when we come back, it's going it, to be open? Or like, what is... Anyway, but I think it also, it definitely points to, because it seems totally out of the blue, points to your thoughts that you've been talking about the last few episodes, that there's definitely something else going on. There's got to be. And we're starting to drop more and more hints in of whatever it is that he's up to. Yeah, because it, it, I mean, the whole episode he was um, 
he was kind of recording people. Yeah, not kind of. He was recording yeah, I mean, yeah. people. <laughs> yeah, he was he was recording people, and it was kind of weird. And I I don't know what his plan with the museum is. Um, but yeah. he has he, he has like this presentation, and everyone else is like, yeah, you know, we got bad guys to face. We don't have time yeah. for this. <laughs> Which like I don't know that the public would really show up because they all kind of hate Star Labs, but. It'd be nice to see income of some kind. This is true. See because where, how, how are they living? I don't understand. I mean, um, I, I I think I would like to experience, I mean, through virtual reality, the particle accelerator explosion again. Yeah, sure. <laughs> That'd be fun. Sure. Yeah, well, it'd be, I guess, it'd be nice for the public to have a better understanding of like what happened and why it happened. And then maybe they won't be so pissed off. But that's true. I don't feel like that's where HR is coming from. There's something else going on. There's there's something else there, definitely. Maybe and a third explosion. <laughs> in terms of yeah, in terms of recording conversations, the one that they showed was uh, Kara, Barry, and Oliver are all talking, and HR is just in the center of the shot, like center frame, just behind them recording them. So I'm like, what yeah. is going on? This can't just be for your novel or whatever. Yeah, your weird novel that you're writing. Yeah, but like, we'll 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 figure more. They'll give us some more information soon. I mean, they've got the mid yeah. mid season finale next week, so we have to get something. Yeah. But another conversation that they were recording that he recorded uh, was Wally's conversation with Joe, and uh, Wally had he had a, a nice uh, a nice amount of screen time this episode, even though he wasn't really a big part of the crossover this week. Yeah. Um, he, his powers, um, he's a lot faster than Barry this, this, than Barry was at the very, very beginning. Mm-hmm. And everyone, everyone just doesn't want him to be a superhero. Everyone doesn't want him to have super speed. Which, can we just talk about the hypocrisy of these characters <laughs> right now? It bothers me so much. And like, listen, <laughs> I understand, like, writers and producers that we need wally to have a conflict and he can't just instantly be this great hero or whatever but it's so hypocritical for iris and joe to be like no you can't do this it's not safe and barry is not a saint (laughs) yeah they brought it up that like that wally's like oh barry's so special but if i was barry be like what you're not worried about me like i guess i don't actually mean that much to you if you're like It's just, I hate it. I just hate it. I'm like, come up with a different conflict or it can just be like, you're not ready, but he's clearly ready. And they're just like, no, we don't want you to do it. And it annoys me. Well, then, I mean, we'll get to it, I think a little bit later, but then like Wally got hurt and then it showed, they tried to show that that Wally wasn't ready by having him run in and get hurt. And I was like, no, that's not working. No, because he has to learn through experience. So, Or he has to learn through H.R. Wells. Yeah, let's talk about that. <laughs> nice segue. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Wally wants H.R. to train him, which came out of left field because so far to the team, H.R. is useless and doesn't have really any understanding of science anything physics of how anything works he just repeats what people are saying and just agrees why is that your choice like yeah you should train me like you might as well get joe schmo from off the street like you yeah basically you just want like a cheerleader like somebody to just be there but how is hr gonna help you and like be a good coach he's not so that doesn't make any sense i mean they're gonna have to make sense out of it somehow and maybe that's where we're going to be learning more about hr's plan but it just felt very strange to me i was yeah, like oh was... that's weird 
it definitely at first feels she like, says no. Yeah, it definitely the feels like a like, setup for something that's coming in later episodes. Down the line. Yeah. Or, you know, they might just breeze past it because everyone was like, this is the worst. And then they're like, yeah, you're right. And just to erase They're the like, terrible. you know what? We got to give HR <laughs> something else to do. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've listened to flashback forecasts and they're annoyed. <laughs> that it doesn't have anything to do. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> that must be it. But I think that was mainly it. In terms of what happened in the Flash, uh, except for the crossover bits, um, and this is where it gets really exciting. So yes. they introduced the villain of the week, which wasn't really the villain of the week, or it was the villain of the week, but for all the shows, um, the Dominators. I was like, where are you going? I, this? They're definitely I, I, I guess it was it was the villain of the week. Um, the yeah. Dominators, which was uh, an alien race coined by um the united states government um and lila lila knew about them yeah so this is i just want to talk about this for a second obviously over the course of the week like okay fine we're in aliens and we knew going into it it's heroes versus aliens so there's going to be aliens here but this felt to me very much like when we had zombies all of a sudden in legends where i was just like this is not part of this world yeah even though like supergirl's an alien and we always see aliens on her earth which is Earth 38, by the way, we found that yep. out. But it, I was just like, uh, what? No, aliens don't exist in Flash and Arrow and Legends. And yet here they are. And not just like one, like a fleet yeah. of aliens <laughs> is coming to attack the entire planet. Anyway. And it's just but, when they first showed up and they crash landed and they all ran past Barry. I just thought it was funny because like he just laid on the ground and watched them run past. And I was like, he could have caught most of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> he was just too starstruck by the cgi aliens <laughs> he yeah. was like what's going on so anyway the dominators it turns out the government's known about them since the 50s and they had abducted humans to gather intelligence mm-hmm. and then disappeared And we haven't had any contact with them until three months ago huh. according to lila yeah. and uh so now now they're back and they at this point we don't know why they're back but mm-hmm. but it's not good and barry goes you know I can't fight these aliens all by myself. I have to gather the team. Skip everybody. everybody. And we talked about, you and I talked about last week, like how do they contact the legends as they're time traveling? And we still don't know. Nope. We just know that Felicity gets a message to them and we're like, okay, Felicity's tech savvy. So she figures out some way, but they still haven't told us how they communicate, which means they don't really know how they yeah. communicate. <laughs> they, just, they were like, mm. Felicity, Felicity will take care of it. You can get a message to time travelers, right? Yeah. So, and then Oliver elects Barry as team leader, which is not probably the most obvious choice. Oliver's probably the most obvious choice. Yeah. But Oliver's like, no, I think Barry should do it. And then Oliver has to feed Barry lines for what to say, which was great. And Sarah's like, are we just supposed to pretend we don't hear Oliver? What? (laughs) No? Okay. We're all just going to roll with this? Well, it's just funny because, like, that's what I, when I see like Stephen Amell up next to Grant Gustin, that's just kind of what I see. It's like, if Grant Gustin came up and was like, I'm going to give this speech now, I'd be like, no, no, you're not. Sit down. (laughs) (laughs) But so we also have uh, Supergirl. You know, this is her time to join the crossover. She shows up, which they replayed the exact same scene from Supergirl. They actually cut some of it. They cut some of it? Yeah. Okay. So that it was like, okay, here's where, here's the tie in. But we don't need to replay the whole thing. They actually did that in this episode, too, because the episode starts with Oliver and Barry versus everybody else, which we'll talk about in a little bit. 
And then when we get to that, and then they're like 10 hours earlier or whatever. And when we get to that in real time, they don't play us the full scene. So it's like, here's that moment again, but you're smart. You don't have to see the whole mm. thing, which I, is nice. Yeah, I, I thought that they that played the whole, the whole scene, but I think it was just because I was really looking for the moment when um, Cisco was like, eh, I wouldn't say friend. <laughs> More like yeah. work buddies, and then yeah, it's, yeah was it was sad. A, there were definitely lines in there, but it was a little bit different. Okay. Actually, it might have been expanded in the flash, but anyway, it doesn't matter. But everyone got to meet Supergirl, and they yep. were like, "Why is she so special?" And she just hovered for a second, and then used laser vision. She's like, oh, let me fly and just burn my Mine's insignia it. into the floor. And then everyone was like, "Okay, well, we respect her then." <laughs> You know, yep. Sarah thought she was hot. <laughs> but so we have the team. We have Legends. We have all... Mm-hmm. We have we have Team Arrow, original Team Arrow. Uh, yep. And we have Team Flash, most of them. Most of them, yeah. Mostly Cisco. Most, like, yeah. It's Cis- Cisco and Barry are the ones who are there with everybody else. And then we still see what's going yeah, on. Yeah, we see a li- little bit of Caitlyn, but like Joe, Iris, and then yeah. we're mainly dealing with Wally. With Wally, yeah. I do just want to give a little shout out... Um, because Barry finds out about Snart at this point. Oh yeah, he didn't know and, prior and to this Ray point, told and it him. was just a yeah, and it was like a really just kind of a sweet moment. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we all know that I love Captain Cold anyway, <laughs> but um, I just thought it was played really nicely and written really nicely that Barry was like, okay, respect. Yeah, like it was nice. So, but then let's get into let's get into the real like meat of it we finally hear future barry's message the message that they've been like teasing us with for weeks yeah, on that Legends. firestorm found on wave rider and it's from the year 2056 mm-hmm. and basically is tells the team like you can't trust me i i did things that i should have uh, done and barry assumes things. that he's talking about flashpoint but i don't know if he's talking about flashpoint because it comes from 40 years in the future yeah like that just doesn't make sense it would just it would make more sense for like this current barry to be like let me record this and then send like it just didn't make sense in terms of 40 years so i think something else happens which is 40 years also when the article in the that we see in the time vault is written i don't think so when he it's like flash vanishes i don't think so because I don't know because or is that twenty? Years? I think it's like twenty years because the picture that they use, okay, Grant remember. is still really young looking. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Okay, but anyway, there it's just a huge time jump that I feel like that's nah, probably not just Flashpoint. Yeah, like there's something else. But obviously, we don't, Barry doesn't have that information. He doesn't know. <laughs> this is true. We don't know either. Um, so. but so we he everyone learns about um. Not everyone, but Barry and Oliver learn about the future Barry's message. And then... Mm-hmm. And everyone does learn about it because Cisco finds it. Because Cisco was a little brat. Because Cisco is very upset. He's very, very upset. And then... And then... Uh, so Barry's like, I'll, listen, I'll stay behind. You guys go take care of this business. And Oliver sticks up for Barry. And it's like, no, guys. We, Barry's our friend. Like, he should come with us, which I just thought was cute, but it wasn't played cute, but <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's just like, no, he's my friend. <laughs> Stop it. Um, and so Oliver ends up staying behind with Barry while everybody else goes to help Lila with the aliens, which like, okay, but also we need that convention because somebody's got to stay behind so that they can come in and save the day at the end of the episode. Yeah. So that happens. Then we've got, uh, oh, you know who we should talk about um, before we continue? Lily Stein. Yeah, yeah. Lily Stein. <laughs> Completely forgot about her. She she popped up 
um, this episode, which for those of you wondering, Lily Stein is um, Martin Stein's daughter. Which we find out that's who he's been having these memory flashes of. It wasn't that he was no longer married to Clarissa and like married somebody else. It's that he had a daughter. And Um, at first it seems like it's an effective flashpoint because like everyone reveals when everyone finds out about flashpoint. That's around the time that we put the pieces together that Lily is mm-hmm. but i think it, it seems like it's um like an effective flashpoint but then you find out that martin is like no i messed with the timeline kind of like barry did um yeah. when i talked to my younger self back in the 50s and like really who knows what's from which yeah. timeline altering <laughs> event anymore because that's all legends do it, they travel yeah. through time and change <laughs> like, things aberrations so who knows what it's from, but Martin's like, I got to get rid of her. Yeah, which is like... Basically. It's kind of... of I mean, it changes throughout the, the course of the episodes, yeah. but like, at first I was like, really? You're just going to off somebody that you're related to? You're... But to him, she doesn't really... She's not yeah. real. He hasn't been there for her entire life. Like It sounded... And I, I don't think it's true anymore, but... um. In the beginning, when he first met her, and was like, "Where's, where's Clarissa? Where's, where's your mom?" Um, her face, uh, Christina Brucato, it, it almost looked as if like uh, um, Clarissa had died already. Yeah, and she just didn't want to mention it, and was just thinking that like Dad's being senile or whatever. But then I think, mm-hmm. I think later they like talk about her, and it's not as, in, it's not as dark. I had that same impression though that like something has happened to clarissa yeah i don't know maybe she's like in a home or something yeah or they had a falling out or something who knows yeah but so lily has a phd in nanophysics yeah yeah in uh like nanotechnology and stuff so she's gonna come into play later on and uh then martin will be like just kidding now i love my daughter (laughs) more on that later but anyway so that's that's lily that's lily um back in dominator land uh they uh start controlling people's minds yeah because the team that doesn't leave barry or that leaves barry and oliver Mm -hmm. um they go to rescue the president and it turns out to be a trap set by the dominators and they all get put under mind control and so when oliver and barry are having their little bromance session they they're talking they're looking at the 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 timeline in the the time vault um Mm -hmm. and then Cisco calls him up and goes, "Looks, there's something. There's something happening. Come check this out." And then they run up, and all of these superheroes are just flying around, just shooting at nothing, just being destructive. Yeah, just being destructive. And so Oliver and Barry have to go and fight them off. And so that takes us to where we were at the beginning of the episode. Um, yep. <laughs> but it, I just thought it was funny. It was like two guys versus all of these. All right, and they still win. Yeah. But to be fair, Wally does come help them out. Just for like a brief second, yeah, just enough to so that they can regain their footing and then he gets hurt or whatever. Yeah. And so Oliver and Barry are going to save the day anyway. Um, I do want to just talk about that Oliver has an arrow that splits him to three. I know. Which was super, super cool. But then he ran out of arrows. Which um, I think is grabs at his the first times I've ever seen that. And I yeah. thought that was so cool because I was like, everyone, it, the, the, the joke of any um archer in comic books is like oh when do you run out of arrows they have a never-ending supply yeah Um, but that was cool i also just thought it was it made sense but it it was funny 
how they just split off into their like Barry, you go take care of all of the superpowers. I will fight these three that I've been been trained forever. So that it's like family against family type of thing. And yeah. Um, But then after that, after they save the day, everyone's like, oh, sorry, Barry. Sorry, we didn't trust you before. But since you just saved our lives, we'll follow you anywhere. (laughs) And kind of solidifies Barry and the Flash as the head of this this new super organization which which we forgot to talk about um but barry's freaking rich and he has this mysterious hanger and the well he's not is he rich well i mean he's got to have some amount of money like he's because when i mean he harrison left star labs yeah so he has a lot of property but it's not like it's being used he's not getting any income from it yeah but i mean can we talk wealth of the property i guess yeah it's so it's the hall of justice is what it becomes right can we just talk about how it has immaculately kept grounds (laughs) even though it's been an abandoned hangar for at least the last three years but it's got like a fountain and manicured bushes and topiaries and i was like Come on, production yeah. team. That's not what that would look <laughs> he, like. He spent some time. He cleans it in his spare time. Like that's what that's what Iris and Joe were doing in the meantime <laughs> in just, HR. They were like, oh, we'll just clean everything up. It's fine. But he's like, I'm gathering the team. I'll be back in a little bit. You guys take care of the, the Hall of Justice. You, can you clean up this hanger <laughs> for me? Cool. Thank thanks. you guys. Um because in a couple days we're gonna have the president here for a press conference. So could you make it <laughs> spiffy? Exactly. Thanks. Um but yeah, so everyone joins uh, on Barry's side, and they're like, you're great, we love you, we'll follow you anywhere, and um, right... So they go after the, the Dominators Yeah, again. they go after the Dominators again, but then... Bum, 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 people get abducted. abducted. And how convenient that it's people from Arrow uh, who get abducted, because uh, that's the next episode that we're going to, mm-hmm. is Arrow, so of course we've got to center in on them. But what was the best part of uh this episode of arrow i think is the fact that it was the hundredth episode of arrow yes so there's a it's basically just like a i mean they still keep us in the world of the crossover but it's basically just a celebration of what arrow as a show is and it's really a celebration of that show's heart and kind of going back to its origins and what made the show so great in the first place which was really really nice um and obviously we're talking about Flash, Arrow, and Legends this week in our top stories. But um, for me, Arrow was the strongest of the three and probably the one that we'll spend the most time talking about. Yeah, definitely. Um, Just because it was the 100th episode, there's so much that that went on and goes into it. So let's get started. Act two of the crossover. Um, So the episode begins by taking us into what I think is oliver's flashpoint so to speak um it's a world in which um what life would be like for oliver if he hadn't gone on the boat with sarah lance and his dad um and it's it's kind of cool i mean they brought back a lot of people and we'll talk about a few of them as as we go through this but uh we start off by talking with um laurel lance yeah Laurel and Oliver are engaged. Um, and they have a nice fancy house. Well, I mean, it's the mansion. Oh, okay. I, I thought right. it was somewhere um, else, but. Yeah, it's the mansion. And um, 
Oliver doesn't have any of his scars or any of his tattoos or anything because he never got on the boat, so he never had any of those experiences. Mm -hmm. It's the day before they're supposed to get married, so um, there's going to be a lot of people in attendance at the rehearsal dinner tonight so that it's it provides us with a reason to bring all of these characters together in the same place which is nice um and then there's but there's also kind of all of these little callbacks to the real story of what happened not outside of the fantasy right in in the reality but like thea gives oliver the yes um and we have we see uh, Robert and and um, Robert and Moira, Mama and Papa Queen. Papa Queen. Papa Queen. Uh, they are back. Um, and they just talk about how Sarah's, proud they are. Of, yeah. So you you get all four of them are together as a family, and it which is it nice. was such a like the way that it was written. I was touched by it because it was as almost as if like Papa Queen and and Mama Queen were from beyond the grave talking about their children in re- in real time like the way they're yeah. like we're just so proud of where you are and everything it was like oh yeah well and robert is set to become mayor mm-hmm. and queen consolidated is still around and oliver is in line to take over his dad wants him to take over and he's like oh, i don't know and um then by the end oliver's like yes i want to do this this is the life i want to be leading which it was Um, very reminiscent of season one when oliver comes back from the island they're like we need you to to step up and take charge and then well the thing that's so beautiful and heartbreaking about this fantasy that oliver's living in and that really all of the characters everyone who's abducted is in this shared fantasy is that i think when oliver came back well, not even when he came back, because he had the opportunity to come back to Star City during the five years that he was away, yeah. right? He wasn't always on the island. We see that he's had a few opportunities to go back to the States, and he says, no, that's not who I am anymore. So in reality, Oliver kind of rejected that life, and this is a way for him to do the opposite mm-hmm. of that, and not only to accept that life and live in it, but to want it, Um and I just think the way that they showed that was really, really well done. Um, but then over the course of them being in this fantasy, the five who were abducted, it's five, yes. right? Ray, Felicity, Sarah, Oliver, Dig. Um, not Felicity. Thea. Not Felicity. <laughs> I meant Thea. Sorry, not Felicity. Um, so, but o- over the course of them being in this fantasy, there's certain things that happen that cause them to start glitching out and kind of remembering like, oh, this isn't real. This doesn't feel Yeah, right. like when Thea gives um, him the hosen. He starts remembering mm-hmm. um, little things. And Sarah sees Laurel's canary necklace mm-hmm. and starts glitching out. Um, another big thing in this fantasy world is that uh, Dig is the Green Arrow. Um, yeah, that was cool. Because uh, Oliver and Robert get held up and the Green Arrow comes and saves them. And this is another one where Oliver starts glitching out is Robert says, you're quite the hero, son. And yeah, then, glitch. Oh, we're going to start glitching out. Yeah. Um, we also have Quentin Lance as captain again, and he likes Oliver. <laughs> He's just like a much happier guy because I think he probably isn't drinking because both of his daughters yeah, are no alive one's died. everything's fine. He's probably still married. <laughs> yeah. um, then Sarah and Ray meet and start glitching out. 
which the Sarah and Ray relationship is an interesting one because because we never really saw them on Arrow together. You kind of forget they're from the same universe, yeah. the same universe, even though they're on Legends together. It's just like, oh, right, that they both came just from different Star times. City. Yeah. And then we've got Oliver finds the Arrow the, Cave, the Arrow Cave that's under his old uh campaign office when he was running for mayor and then dig punches him out but oliver's fighting instincts are starting to kick in uh so again we're kind of like yeah he remembers felicity and like Mm -hmm. which that was so sweet that montage of just which comes a little bit later but that montage was Mm -hmm. i loved it it was so so nice but um i also love as like dig goes to take off his hood when oliver is in the air cave and felicity just like no 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 <laughs> i just started yeah. laughing out loud i thought that was so funny and then also like a little nod to andy diggle is oliver's or was oliver's personal security in that world not john um but there's just all this all this glitching out and then Thea starts glitching out when she has this really nice moment yeah. with her mom Re- starts remembering um, all these crazy things that she's done and being speedy yeah. and all this other stuff there's also about so because Oliver went to visit John he missed his mm-hmm. rehearsal dinner and so then he shows up the day of the wedding we get to see Laurel in a stunning oh, yeah. wedding dress absolutely beautiful um <laughs> you're and lucky. Sarah's like no, this... you're lucky I'm not a trained assassin or anything like, <laughs> but you are. But then we get into like this really kind of, we start getting into the heartbreak of it all because Oliver doesn't want to give up everything. It's his alternate life without all of this pain. He gets to marry Laurel, become CEO at Queen mm-hmm. Consolidated. It's a really great performance from, from Stephen Amell throughout the episode, which we'll get into a little bit later yeah. on as well. It was just nice because like he starts remembering all these things and like nothing is really um solidified i think until diggle comes back and is like i need to talk to you yeah. so like when he's having that moment with laurel it was just like you could see that he was fighting for his own sanity and it was just so yes. it was it was it was captivating um but then dig is mm-hmm. he comes and he's like i need to talk to you and then starts telling him that he's starting to have these memory glitches and then they get attacked by Deathstroke, Deathstroke, which I'm 99% sure that it was just an extra in the cost or the stunt oh, double. <laughs> it absolutely was just a stunt man because if it was, if Manu Bennett actually came yeah. back, he would have had lines. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but Sarah just shows up and kills him. I was like, oh, that like was quick. nothing. <laughs> she's and stuff. Um, and she's like, wait, how did I know how to do that? Oh, I am a trained assassin. And Sarah is actually the one who remembers being taken. Yes. Like Oliver and Jake, they they ask her like, "What do you remember?" And she's the one who remembers being taken, which is a little bit interesting because Sarah has arguably been through the most out of any character because she died and was brought back to life. I feel life. like we forget that sometimes. Not like us, yeah, but like like the writers and so like t- everybody. Yeah, it's, it's just not like talked about. You know, she, she died. Yeah. <laughs> like she died. And not like died and was brought back to life instantly in, within like a day. Like she was starting to decompose yeah. and they dug her up and put her in the Lazarus pit. And then she was crazy and had all this bloodlust. Like it was a whole thing. Yeah, it was a whole story arc, story arc. Yeah. So I think it's actually, it's interesting that she's the one who remembers being mm-hmm. taken. And then they're like, okay, the way out is through this smoke tech building. Cause that's not supposed to be there. Smoke technologies isn't 
supposed to be yeah. a thing. Um, so they're kind of talking about that. Then, then we get some more little tidbits of what's life like in this fantasy land. And Ray and Felicity are engaged. Which I thought was interesting because she somehow still ended up with Dig. Like, as the end the arrow. It was yeah. like, well, how did that pairing happen if you're married to Ray? <laughs> like, what? It, it didn't really, because they gave, like, situ- situational motive for Dig to be the arrow. Because he was atoning mm-hmm. for his, his uh, sins across the seas. Yeah. But, like, Felicity, she was just kind of there. But, like, why was Felicity yeah. involved? Yeah. And Thea is running Verdant. We do get to see Malcolm. Yes. Which Merlin, was so nice. But Thea doesn't know that Malcolm's her yeah. dad. Um, My favorite favorite line happened was they um Thea was like I really wish Tommy could have made it and then Merlin was like oh well well, no it's a it's Quentin it was Quentin oh no no no, no. I'm sorry I'm sorry yeah it was it was was Malcolm Malcolm. he was like oh you know well he he got that that doctor job in Chicago and he's he's really busy over there or something like that and he's working triple shifts which is great because so if you don't know the actor who played Tommy Colin Donnell is on yes is on um Chicago Med and there's a trio of Chicago based shows Chicago Med Chicago Fire and Chicago PD and they are always crossing into each other's shows mm-hmm. so it's just this nice little nod of uh yeah now that he's a doctor in Chicago he's always working triple yeah. shifts it's like okay it was such a great nod cuz um, it was like we're we're not going to see yeah. him we're not going to that's sad, but... But we're still going to acknowledge yeah. him, which is nice. And then this this next thing that happens in the fantasy world um, is Thea wants to stay. Yeah. Thea remembers. She knows this isn't real, but she wants to stay. And there's a really nice scene between Oliver and Thea, which I might get into a little bit more later on as well. But um, it was just a really great scene. And I thought the way that they played it, because Oliver says, okay... You can stay. I get it. I really get it. I really thought, okay, that's going to be Willow's exit from the show, the actress. Because it's in the rumor mill that she's leaving. Um, It also... Especially since Thea left the team at the end of last season. Yeah, it also just, like, from her... Like, following her on social media, she just doesn't seem as connected with the shows as much as everyone. Like, everyone at, like... You always see the actors like posting selfies or or t- live tweeting the episode or talking about the show and all this other stuff. But like her, she just kind of seems distant. I don't know from the show. I can so see I'm that. like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I feel like she's probably like this is just a job rather than like I don't know. Who knows? I also just feel like in terms of a character arc, I think Theo was a lot stronger when Roy was around. Definitely to play off of that she really had like a true seed partner and now there's just so much else going on that she doesn't really have anything to like root her or ground her they gave her Um, a nice scene with quentin um a few weeks back um yeah they did but it just i think thea as a character feels like she's drifting a little bit so i don't i don't know who knows if willow will leave but i really thought okay that's how she's gonna leave the show is that she's gonna Mm. stay there um, but she changes her mind. Because, I mean, it would also be like they wake up and she's just still sleeping in this alien ship. <laughs> All right. Yeah. But, uh, yes, so she decides to stay or to, to join them. Um, and they plan their escape, but they have to go up against all of 
the main line villains for the arrow not none of the flashback guys but um so you've got deathstroke malcolm merlin um deathstroke goes against oliver oliver uh damian dark goes against sarah malcolm merlin goes against thea thea and then like two randos yeah two (laughs) two like super powered um what what, there miraku there's one yeah who was uh the Mirakuru soldier, and then uh, um, a, a hive. What a darks, yeah, one hives soldiers for uh, Dig and Ray to fight because they're like, we don't have any more specific characters for you yeah. guys to fight. Um, but Sarah gets to kill Damien Dark, which is great. And I mean, obviously, he didn't have his magic, so, so I, was, I was like, I don't yeah. think you're gonna win this. But especially because in Legends, she is going up against Dark, and she can't do anything about it because it'll alter the timeline so it's nice that she gets that Mm -hmm. catharsis um but then they defeat everybody and they run into they they get to smoke technologies and we they they open up the portal um to get out and we have this really nice one last moment um which is very reminiscent to um barry when he was leaving his flashpoint of just like seeing everybody mm-hmm. and getting this nice, nice little um, mon- not montage, but like moment with everybody. So you have, yeah, he gets some yeah. closure. You have um, both Papa Queen and Mama Queen. We have uh, Roy Harper there, and it was funny because and Tommy Tommy's there, there as too. well. And Roy and Tommy were both holograms. Not well, they were all holograms, but they were they were all like they were CGI'd yeah. face. Uh, so Roy and Tommy were like cut from the seasons that yeah. they were in, whereas it was fresh footage of Moira, Felicity, Laurel. And yeah, Robert, and because those actors could be <laughs> and there. when when Colin Donnell uh, tweeted after the episode and was like, when I saw that they did that a few weeks ago, I like nearly cried, and I was like, Aww. oh, I just wish you were here because I love you. <laughs> um. But who who else was it? so we had the Mama Papa Laurel Felicity, Felicity Tommy, Tommy Roy yeah Roy. and that was it but it was, it was nice because they all got a little little piece of closure with him and like, especially Laurel I just want her to come back mm-hmm. it was interesting to me that Felicity was there that's true because Felicity is back in reality she's still alive she's still alive so but it was really like those are the people who make oliver who he is yeah i mean dig does in a big way too dig was alongside him yeah so it was it was a really nice moment so then they wake up from the matrix essentially (laughs) the arrow matrix um which how nice how kind of the uh dominators by the way to provide them with those like pajamas We took oh, your suits. We abducted you, and then we took all of your stuff and changed you into PJs before plugging yeah. you in. Which we never, we never anyway, get into how they get their costumes back. But whatever. We just assume that they did. We don't need to see everything happen. <laughs> but back in the crossover land. Um, mm-hmm. So for this episode of Arrow, um, Barry and Supergirl team up with the Arrow team, the B team. The new, the new recruits. recruits. Yeah. Um, and they have to get this uh well first off, Curtis like freaks out because um aliens. aliens and he's wanted to interact with aliens his whole life. Um and then Rory, Barry meets Rory and is like, I know a Rory. Are you a douche or no Cisco. Cisco, no, Cisco. meets Rory and he's like, I know Ro- a Rory, another one. Do you are you are you a douchebag? No? Okay, cool. Um but but then obviously yeah. Wild Dog, he has some issues with uh the superpower guys um 
Which yeah, he doesn't like superpowers. Just flat out says yeah. they're evil. It's just like I was like, whoa. Okay. This, this is coming from the guy oh, who no. wears a hockey mask and shoots guns. But all right, yeah. Uh, but they have to uh, get a, 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 they have to get a piece of tech to find this ship to find their friends and everything. Um, so they mm-hmm. go after this metahuman, not metahuman. She's I keep not a saying meta. metahuman. She's not a metahuman. Yeah, she's, she's not a meta. just a normal vigilante who no she's not she's not even a she really was just she's she's a doctor doctor. she's a doctor and she's like i'm gonna take this technology and implant it in my arm and become cyber woman that's that what she is but if she would have had more screen time she would have been a vigilante who was probably destroying things and well i don't know if she'd be a vigilante as much as just a villain yeah i guess that's true sorry to just not it makes sense because i mean they're the vigilantes (laughs) There, but I just associate, yeah. associate that with villains. But anyway, but they, Renee's like, I got this. I don't need superpowers. <laughs> Everything's fine. Boom, boom. Oh no, I got hit by a laser beam. <laughs> oh no, I got shot, and now people with superpowers have to come save me. Okay, I guess y'all. But are can we talk right. about real quick? That's essentially, how Barry just destroys her, and then yeah. Supergirl comes in, and he's like, "Hey, high five, tag, you're it." Like. And then Supergirl, like, you don't need to beat her up anymore, but she does. Yeah, they're just like, let's alley-oop this, <laughs> and you you punch her this direction, and then I'll come back and punch her the other way, and it's a double Just wave. make sure that she's knocked out. <laughs> um, but also, we just completely don't acknowledge the fact that Evelyn is not around. Yeah, they were like, this is the team, minus the one girl who happens to be missing, what? Who happens to be working with Prometheus. But none of us know yeah. that yet, so we just didn't even acknowledge. Like, no one was like, "Where's Evelyn?" Because I mean, to be fair, there's enough else going on. But it's also like, ah, okay. Um, but we did get some really good, uh, really good jokes, some really good banter this episode between uh, Cisco and Felicity. Who I feel like whenever you put those two actors together, it's just always going to be a good time. I love it. I love Cisco and Felicity together, and they have tried to give Felicity somebody else to play off of in the way that Emily Bett, Ricards, and uh, Carlos Valdez Valdez play off each other. They've tried to give Felicity that and Curtis, but it just doesn't compare. It doesn't even come close. Felicity and Cisco together are hashtag friendship Like when when (laughs) Cisco is like, oh, you have a techie who quotes movies. How original. (laughs) Original, yeah. I just loved it. Yeah, there's just that. so many good moments between them. Just this, the little they have really great. Yeah, they play off of each other really well with the comedic stuff, but they also do well with the more dramatic stuff. So, I mean, Cisco's talking to Felicity about how mad he is yeah. at Barry, though that's who he's confiding in, and Felicity Felicity's the one who's kind of like, "Well, you may want to think about this." And she's like, "No," but they just they get to play off of each other a lot. And uh, have some really nice scenes together. I wish we got to see them together. I just more. want like a a mini series on like the CW Seed app where it's just like Felicity and Cisco, and they just like like I don't know, do something where they just talk about the recent recent uh, adventures of their. They just call each other. Yeah, they get coffee and like they get coffee each and like so. Hey, you did this today, like kind of deal. How's Oliver yeah. doing? <laughs> oh, he's so broody. <laughs> But we had, uh, so this, they, they got the piece of tech. They were able to, um, find, they discovered that the dominators were, 
um, communicating. They're, so they they download some technology and Felicity like can't figure out yeah. what it is. And it's actually Rory who's like, oh, it's Gematria. It's the numerology of the Torah, which Felicity is Jewish. We know that from mm. past seasons. And which I, then this I thought was interesting is that Rory says you wanted proof of a divine plan. Like, here you go. It's from the mm-hmm. Torah. Um, which I just thought was interesting because I think so often the comic book shows don't really touch on religion or acknowledge it, which I think is interesting because like this is a world of literal superpowers and aliens and magic. And time travel. <laughs> and time travel. But like there's no possibility of a god existing. It's just kind of interesting. Not that not that they have blatant like atheistic views or anything like that, but it's just not not really yeah. discussed very often. So it's interesting with the introduction of Savitar as this like god of speed. Um and w- even with the speed force is th- they treat it kind of like a religious yeah. force. And then just this one line about proof of a divine plan. I just thought it was interesting to bring that in. I enjoyed bringing that element yeah. of it in. Um so anyway, they uh find out where Felicity knows where they are, mm-hmm. apparently. She doesn't tell us where they are, but based on negative Longitude and latitude coordinates. They're in space. They're in space. And the um, traveling to the the ship, the Dominator ship, um, the original Team Arrow, the five Arrow friends wake up, and then they're shooting at the aliens trying to escape. They get into an escape pod, um, and they're getting shot down by the Dominators. And guess who saves them? The Wave Rider. Yeah, because we have to bring in the Legends team because. The next episode is Legend yep. tomorrow. So Nate comes in and saves them. And again, that's that thing of, well, Nate and Amaya had to stay back with the ship so that somebody was available <laughs> to go save the day. And we find out um, with a combination of Ray's memory and Gideon's translating skills that uh, the Dominators are nearing completion of the weapon. Dun, dun, dun. And, uh, their giant alien ship is headed straight for Earth. And that is the end of Act 2 of the crossover. So all in all, it was a good episode. It, it was it was a really it was good a, episode. Yeah. A fantastic yeah. <laughs> episode. Uh, not so much in terms of the actual crossover content of it and what was happening. I mean, obviously it was there. But Just, it was really great because of what they did to celebrate the 100th episode of Arrow and and being in Oliver's yeah. fantasy. Um, so moving into the final act, Act 3, the Legends of Tomorrow episode. Um, this one, man... Uh, just looking back on all of the episodes, there was just so much that they put so in. Much. And like, it's just crazy. So this, we we learned that we have to travel, or not, they travel back to 1951. Yes. Nate, Mick, Amaya, and then Cisco and Felicity are going to travel back to 1951 to abduct one of the Dominators and try and get yeah. intel. As because they... Been. Figure, you know, if you're going to abduct our friends, we're just going to abduct your friends. And what better way to do that than traveling back in time to abduct one of them? Which I just thought was a funny, um, a funny look was when Cisco's like, time travel? Oh, yeah, I'm in. And then Barry's like, really? <laughs> just thought it was so funny. Yeah. Just because, you know, their relationship <clears throat> that's going on at this moment, their fight. Yes, but that team they travel back to 1951, and they're gonna they're like we're gonna we're gonna abduct an alien, and so they go to this this moment the first time, 
that they that the dominators show up on earth and mm-hmm. they wait for this little battle to happen and mix like i'm waiting for a straggler and they find one and they go to get it they knock it out and then and then mysterious government. secret agent man from the government shows up and is like you're all coming with and us and then blow darts them into yep into sleep except of course Cisco and Felicity because they stayed behind because convenience (laughs) there's a lot of plot convenience happening oh yeah oh yeah um yeah anyway so then they find out that the team has been taken and I loved this very current pop culture nod uh because Cisco's like they probably took them to some secret government facility they're gonna torture them and he's like have you seen Stranger Mm -hmm. Things which is a great show by the way and Felicity's like maybe too much tv and then Cisco comes back with life imitates art felicity, <laughs> which I just loved. I loved putting that in there. And again, we get to see more of Cisco and They're Felicity together. It's a beautiful relationship. And also, can we just talk about how the government put the legends that they capture in the same room as the yeah. Dominator, but the Dominator's like locked down and to a table and the legends aren't? I was like, that's also like point of convenience. Yeah. I feel like that's not how they would have handled it. They would have put the Dominator in one place and, and these other people in another place, room. but whatever. And they even, like, when they woke up, they even mentioned, they're like, oh, why don't you just use your powers and get us out of here? And it's like, whatever they hit us with took our powers or subdued them. Which I was like, yeah, yeah, really? Because Amaya's power comes from a necklace. And like they, oh, they knew that you had these yeah. powers, and like uh, Con- just <laughs> convenience. a lot of convenience going on to help move the story along, which is fine and understandable. There's yeah, a lot. It's a suspension of disbelief. We can do it. Yeah, but um, so oh, I was just gonna say they get saved by tech yeah. support. <laughs> Another great line. Someone call for tech support. Felicity and Cisco bust oh, in great, with guns. The techies. Yeah, um, and they save the day, but. And here's the plot twist. Uh, they hear the the government agents torturing the mm-hmm. Dominator. And Cisco's like, just because they're being douches doesn't mean we have to be. And I love, again, Cisco and Felicity, that Felicity's response is, well, <laughs> <laughs> like, does it though? Uh, and so they end up rescuing this Dominator and sending him home in the ship. From 2016, yeah. which was conveniently aboard the Wave Rider, that Cisco and Felicity fix up. Yeah, ha- what? But Cisco <laughs> fix up an alien ship. Steals a transponder. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but Cisco steals a transponder from the ship so that they can have alien yeah. pen pals in 2016. Which later on we find out that the re- it, it was just funny because Cisco talks to the alien and is like, "Like we helped you out. Like we saved your life back in 51. Like what's going on here?" And he's like. Uh, I didn't kill you then. That's like, that was your, your award for saving me. Yeah. He was like, I'll, sp- well, he says, he's like, I'll spare your life, but I'm going to kill all of these metas because the alien doesn't know that Cisco is a meta. Ah, yes. Until later. And then he goes, Oh, you're one of them. Mm. Once he has vibed yeah. up there. Um, but so we move yeah. to present day. So yes. And meanwhile, in 2016, older agent Smith, we find out is his name secret, secret agent, man agent from the man. government basically uh creates a sting operation for um our other heroes which includes the flash arrow Sarah 
White Canary. Yep. Uh, the Atom. And that's, that's it. it. So the four of Not them. Not Supergirl. Nope. So the four of them get stung by the president's office, which, well, seemingly, right? They're told that they're going to meet with the president, but really it's Agent Smith shows up. Um, and then this is a super cool thing because we've seen Barry stop bullets before Mm -hmm. but in this instant not only does he stop the bullet he redirects it so that it's gonna shoot the guy who fired it and redirects an entire weapon and that's just like yes barry yes it was just it was the cgi just so good everything about this was just wonderful it was great it was really really great um but then what we find out from agent smith is that flashpoint somehow broke the truce with the dominators We don't really get the details of how or why it is that Flashpoint broke the truce versus any Mm -hmm. of the other alterations to time that have been made or any other use of meta powers. But somehow that broke the truce. And if Barry surrenders himself, then the aliens will leave. Otherwise, they're going to destroy the entire world. With their meta bomb. With their meta bomb. Boom, boom, boom. I just thought it was very interesting because, I mean, one, we had convenience for the plot. Uh, with uh Kara and Oliver, because they have that conversation before they go meet the president. Right. And Oliver's like, you know, I I'm not gonna let you go with us because there's enough craziness going on right it's now. It's an interesting explanation because he says he needs to regain some normalcy, which I think is totally fair. And yeah. like everybody has a breaking point, but I'm like, really, this is what's gonna do it? Is that? I just dealt with some crazy aliens and even though you're a good alien, I just can't handle it right now. It's like really yeah. Oliver after everything you've been through on the island and magic. magic and Amanda Waller, like just everything. This is what you can't. <laughs> this is your breaking handle. point. But to, I mean, again, to be fair, it was an alternate reality in which he had everything that he could have wanted. Yeah. So I get it. But it is also like convenience. Yeah. So they they have this meta bomb. Yep. Supergirl, like the, they get the sting happens and the aliens they say, oh, we're go- we need Barry, otherwise we're gonna drop this meta bomb. And um, we have Lily Stein. Uh huh. She comes back into the fold and is helping her dad and Caitlin um work on trying to stop the bomb. Well, they make a piece of nanotech to yeah. fix to the aliens which will cause them intense pain but it all has to happen at the same time it has to be coordinated so supergirl and flash are like running around when the aliens come down and start invading just placing this nanotech on them yeah um and then and there's this awesome battle that happens yes which we'll get to in a second but in the meantime the metabomb is falling to earth and it's sarah and cisco in the wave rider who go uh try to stop it but it's like, it's too heavy and the ship can't handle it. So they pull Firestorm from the other big battle that's going on. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Firestorm is able to neutralize it. And this is also when Martin kind of finally accepts and takes ownership over Lily as a daughter. And it's like, we have to save the world because I have a daughter. We have to do yeah. it, Jax. And he's like, okay. And then he turns it into water. Which is kind of cool because like you don't get to see him use his that um, side. Transmu- tr- transmutation yeah. power um very much which is like awesome to see every yeah. then. but then we've got this big battle going on yeah and before the big battle all happens barry is like you know i created this it was flashpoint my fault i messed up your lives um which we didn't even mention that dig finally fi- finds out about sarah yeah 
um, his his baby. But he he's like, I messed up all of your lives. This is all my fault. I'm going to go sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. And then Oliver's like, no, you're not, Barry. This is not going to yeah. happen. And then he goes, Oliver, you and what army? And turns, turns around, around. There's this great shot of just everybody. The Justice League. And it's fantastic. <laughs> and I love it. And we should point out that Cisco is among them because Cisco has this realization that rescuing the Dominator in 1951 is what brought them back. And yep. like, Cisco's like, oh, this is my fault. But he doesn't really take ownership for it. It's still somehow Barry's fault that all the aliens are there. Even though Cisco's like, my bad. Um, so he has this realization he, and then can have empathy, more empathy for Barry to be like, oh, you made one choice because you were you just wanted to do the right thing and save yeah. somebody. And then it led to all of these unintended consequences. I get it. And Cisco calls him friend again, which is like an aw. Not best friend. No, but friend. But friend. Because yeah. throughout the crossover, he's been, he's been he actually says to Felicity at one point, we're not friends. Like we're just yeah. colleagues, and it gets it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger to the point where Cisco's like, "No, there's no way I can't forgive him. Like this is never gonna happen." And then he calls him friend again, and so that's a nice little moment. Yeah. So then we have the big battle. Yeah, big battles going on. Um, lots of just great shots, great CGI. Yeah. Every single shot of when there were like three or more of our heroes in a shot, I was just like, yes. Yes, hero shots. Yeah. Yes, hero music. Just all the yes. Just all of it. Yeah. And then there's that one moment where um, the Dominator just knocks Oliver over the building and Supergirl saves him. And then he just yep. gives her that look of just like acceptance. Yeah. And it's just, it was great all around. Yep. And then, so yay, our heroes saved the day. Was, da, there, da. was there ever any doubt? No. Um, <laughs> because they teased next week's episode yeah. before the fin- the crossover was over. Um, but then the president of the United States, who was also a female now that the uh, male president died. So shout out to DC for having female presidents on both of our worlds. Because mm-hmm. God knows we wish that had been the case here and not what we're currently in. But anyway, um, <laughs> so POTUS holds a press conference in the Hall of Justice. Um, honoring everyone, which is a change. It's nice to have some public acknowledgement for our heroes because we don't get that very often, not since uh, Flash Day at the top of season two have we really seen the public acknowledging, and especially someone in a position of power. Um, Yeah, and like we don't even, like, not really much recognition for Arrow, mm -hmm. and like there's just and there's so many more heroes now that it's like it was just so nice to to see all these heroes get recognized yeah. and be like and it's nice you're heroes you saved the world to have that like oh yeah the president called like just we're working together we're on the same team yeah we're all on the same side yeah. here also just a nice so, little nugget mick and sarah talking about how hot the president is like, she's <laughs> yes. hot right and sarah's like yeah she's hot <laughs> yeah she's hot um but so the the president gives them all recognition and, and thanks them for saving the world from aliens and everything is all happy dory um and then after the president leaves and everybody leaves, we just have all of our heroes in their normal outfits. Street clothes. Just just street clothes, hanging out, having drinking champagne, having a party. And it's just like you guys didn't think that there's no paparazzi around. There's there's like respect them. <laughs> yeah. I, I, 
They're just like, we get it. You're heroes. We'll respect your privacy. Yeah, there's just no one's gonna be like, I wonder. And then they see Oliver yeah, like Queen, the mayor can come of back Star in. City. It's an abandoned hangar. I don't think we've set up security yet. Like, ugh. yeah. Speaking of anybody who could come in, who shows up? Agent Smith. Yeah. <laughs> he shows up, and then Cara Danvers. Which she had a really great line. I can't remember it uh, right now, but she was just like, you know, I talked to the president and uh, you're getting recommissioned to Antarctica. Yeah. Bye. See you later. But yeah, it was it was a really nice um, bow. Nice little knot to tie it all up. Mm-hmm. And then at the very end, um, the very, very end, we have Sarah and Oliver have a moment together, which is nice because I, th- I think, again, kind of like we forget that Sarah died. We also forget that Sarah and Oliver were in a relationship together. Um, One, obviously, like when they got on the gambit. But then also when Sarah comes back, they were like kind of together for a little bit. And they went through a lot together. And so it's nice that Sarah and Oliver have a moment together. And then Dig and Barry have a moment. And Dig's like, dude, there's nothing to forgive. Don't worry about it. It's cool that I used to have a daughter. I have a son. Like... And I don't remember yeah. that daughter. So. I think he's like, it's fine. I still have a kid. <laughs> Versus yeah. Disco, who's like, I don't have a brother anymore. <laughs> and not it's not like Dante was erased from existence. He He's just dead. So yeah. There's that. But then Barry and Oliver get drinks together at the very end of the episode. We end with Barry and Oliver at a bar. And that was just such a nice moment. Because so like nice. Barry's like, you know, it's like, can we just like see each other but not have to save the world save the world just hang out and then they do and they do and it's really nice and they uh they toast to life not being normal and to life being Mm -hmm. full which is just really nice like what a nice way to end especially after everything that they've been through and it's like just it's a nice message for just like everybody like in general like just like normalcy is just overrated i guess like just be who you are be full be happy it is interesting though and that even with the crossover last year's crossover really focused on the introduction of the legends and the introduction of hot girl and all of that and so it it and because it was setting us up for the series of legends to start but this year's crossover really focused on barry and oliver as characters Mm -hmm. and i mean it was an episode of legends of tomorrow but we end with oliver and barry which i just think is really great and kind of brings us back to the heart of the entire franchise really um yeah and as much as i love legends of tomorrow as a show and i love all of those characters i just think that those characters do better and are stronger when they're on the shows that they originate from so when Mm -hmm. sarah and ray are on arrow and with arrow characters and when firestorm is um and and mick is on Flash and with Flash characters. I just think it's stronger. It fills out Flash and Arrow a little bit better. So as much as... It's just because this season of Legends doesn't seem very fulfilling. Yeah. And it's because, like, I mean, obviously the threat was a lot bigger when the Legends got introduced. There's someone who's destroying, like, gonna blow up the world. and Right. And now it's just like, we travel through time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> and stop aberrations yeah. um but so so that was um our top story for for this week but before we move on to the forecast for next week what did you think of the crossover as like a whole as a I whole i thought it was great 
Um, a lot of convenience, but a lot of convenience needed. But I also feel like the nice thing about the crossover and having it take place over three shows is essentially what you have is each show is about 40 minutes long. Once you take into account like commercials, there's 40 minutes of actual show. So you have 120 minutes to tell one little mini story. So basically you get a movie. Yeah. Um, And that gives them the opportunity to fit in so much content and so much just character development with, and all of these little moments which I just think is really nice because for me, that's what has always made the shows what they are is the strength of their characters and the cast together. And so it's, it's nice sometimes like, yes, it was huge on CGI and huge on production value, but it was also huge on performance from everybody in the cast and on character and on emotion. And so I I really enjoy getting to see everybody interact with each other and, and across um, the universes. Yeah, definitely. Well, that was our top stories for this week. Um, now we're going to move on to the forecast for next week. Just talking about the what the show's mid-season finales are going to look like because next week is the mid-season finale. Um, so we already talked about Supergirl's mid-season finale because that was this week. But... The Flash next week, um, it looks like Savitar and Alchemy are going to be a big deal. Um, so much of a big deal that Barry has to go travel dimensions and get Jay Garrick in and say, uh, you know, can you see him? No, uh, you can. Good, because <laughs> I need your help. Yeah. Um, it looks I think that there's going to be some sort of time travel happening just because it, it, it feels like, and I've, I've read, um, th- little, uh, synopses, uh, and theories and rumors about, um, specific characters coming back. Um, I think that there's supposedly Dante is supposed to reappear. So there's like little things. Yeah. There's little things that are supposed to, so I think there might be one more change in time or something something happening um but who knows so jay garrett comes back and they go up against savitar and alchemy and we probably will see a little bit more wally west next week obviously um but that is about it so it it should be a good episode there should be some good twists and turns happening and who knows big cliffhanger maybe um for arrow next week it looks like it's going to be the arrow team Versus the Prometheus team, including a traitor known as Evelyn. Because you know who wasn't in the crossover this week? Evelyn. You know why? She was with Prometheus. She was like, you know, they're fighting aliens right now. Uh, let's just plan how we're going to destroy the city real quick. Um, but yeah, it looks like uh, like they go up against Prometheus and then Evelyn shows up and she goes, the city needs to be saved from you. And then dun dun dun. So who knows what's going to happen there? Obviously, some fights, some cool, some cool action scenes for for Legends, uh, the midseason finale for next week. Dark and Thon are teaming up with Al Capone. They go back to it's called the Great the Great Chicago Way. Just the Chicago the episode. Way. The Chicago Way. Sorry, uh, the Chicago Way, and it's Dark and Thon teaming up with Al Capone. And Rory is like, I know villains. I'm a villain. We're gonna we're gonna do this my way. And so he leads the team, and it's gonna be great. There's gonna be some mobsters, some some great scenes happening. And 
Jenna's really excited about this, and I'm excited too because Wentworth, Wentworth Miller is amazing. Um, Snart is coming back. Yes. But he may not be the Snart that we know. Yep. But nonetheless, it's going to be some Captain Cold. Interesting to see what capacity he's back and how he's back. Yeah. It's it's going to be awesome because, uh, I mean, we, we on uh, Flashback Forecast, we miss our Wentworth Miller. We do. So, so any capacity that we can get him, it's going to be great. Maybe he sticks around and we'll see him in the back half of the season. Who knows? So tune in to the next episode of Flashback Forecast to see our, all of our thoughts on that and uh, watch the shows next week because it's the mid-season finale and then they go on winter break. Um, Moving on to the performance of the week yes in case it wasn't obvious from our previous discussion our performance of the week is going to Stephen amell this week um i think he had a big responsibility on his shoulders as the lead of a series that's hit its 100th episode and doing a celebratory 100th episode Mm -hmm. um and he did a fantastic job with it really the entire Mm -hmm. cast of arrow just everyone brought their a-game but you know, Stephen has to lead that charge and, and he did a really nice job with it. And a couple moments that I want to highlight specifically is uh, one actually comes from the Flash episode um, when he is talking with Barry and said, tells him, you know, stop beating yourself up over this. You're not a god. Um, and it's not like, yes, all of these things have happened, but there's only so much you can do. And it was just a really nice performance from from Steven. He just had so much emotion um, in in giving Barry that pep talk. Yeah, Stephen Amell did fantastic this episode this this crossover. Yeah. Um I'm just I'm just very excited that the show's lasted this long. Um there's talks about whether or not Arrow is going to be extended next season or not. Um but I think it's doing so well. I think they've had a couple of bumps throughout the, the, the years, but, you know, every show does. And I think it could definitely be up there. It can be a contender. Yeah. For, for I mean, if Supernatural is going to be up there for 12 years, come on. We can do we can do Arrow for 15. <laughs> <laughs> as long as you keep the other shows with it. Because, I mean, you got to have the Justice League universe be expanded even more. Yeah. Um, special shout outs for performances. Um just because, I mean, Stephen Amell was fantastic. Um, I just want to give a special shout out to all of the people who returned for the 100th episode. Because yeah. um, you guys, the, just your presence alone was great. Um, because, it, I mean, that was the show. Like, you guys helped create the show and helped create it Arrow to be what it was. And Oliver and Stephen Amell to be great. Which Stephen Amell actually wrote a very nice uh, shout out to those people on his Facebook page. Um, but especially for uh, Moira and Robert Queen, mm-hmm. wrote a really nice message to them. So you guys should check that out. A couple other really beautiful moments that Stephen had this week is um, I think he was he was talking with his parents, and I think it's his dad who says, "This is your life now." And Oliver says, "No, it's not." And it's right before he's gonna leave the fantasy world behind and Stephen oh, just yeah. played that so beautifully it was so heartbreaking um but just and he just really... hugs them yeah That's so and, sad. um because you know he never got a chance to do that with his dad his dad just shot himself in front of, like there was no goodbye i mean he at least was like bye mom see you in a little bit 
before yeah. he got on the boat and then he comes back home and gets to see her and kind of like redevelop a little bit of a relationship with her yeah. but um yeah so like that but, scene and then that that goes straight into him talking with Thea about her wanting to stay and we already touched on that that was a really great performance um the, also the scene where he's talking with Barry in the time vault yeah like him telling the story about how he lost his parents and everything it was just like it made me relive it <laughs> yeah um and then oliver says goodbye to laurel oh. which we still haven't seen what it is that laurel said to oliver as she's dying yeah at the end of last season so i'm still waiting for that to come into play um i thought they might bring that in this episode but they didn't so we'll we'll see when that shows up um but uh oliver has this heartbreaking scene with laurel and it's made clear i th- I think it's made clear, like, it was a little bit of a nod to the fans who are upset with Oliver and Felicity being a thing and with Oliver not being with Laurel. It was a little bit like, here you go. He yeah. does love her in some way. But I think it was also made clear that he's, he definitely loves Felicity. Yeah. Um, but it It's was- interesting because what I've read on the interwebs from, like, Mark Guggenheim, um, one of the executive producers, is that from the beginning there was never any uh any intention to have laurel and oliver be paired off but then i've also recently read that they somewhat regret um olicity the 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 couple name of oliver and felicity of making that such a prominent thing of season four because i mean i think that was one of the biggest like downfalls for season four is that they just focus so much on that relationship that it didn't really like i don't know see but that was like a highlight for me interesting so anyway we can talk about that on another episode of our podcast but um and then uh oh so so oliver tells laurel he never deserved her love but that he he does love her but he's like i'm not worthy it was just a really nice moment and then again um we already touched on this but just before oliver goes through what i call the narnia portal back to uh, (laughs) reality he and he sees his parents and felicity tommy roy and laurel it was just a really nice moment because there was no dialogue exchanged they had um echoes of past lines from each of those characters but Stephen didn't have anything to play off of yeah you know there's no dialogue and and he just he handled everything just really really beautifully and then obviously the way that the crossover ended just with him and uh, Barry Barry together and so it was just it was a really strong performance from Steven and I always love seeing like actors who I mean almost like his main job is to fight bad guys and do like all the action sequences but then to see him be able to go into the softer side and just show his range and you see how great he is um I really enjoyed that so Mm mm-hmm that's up for our performance of the week. There was just so much I had to talk yeah. about with Steven. Um, and now, as if there hasn't been enough to talk about on this episode, I'm going to introduce a new segment uh, called Points of Production, where there's always just like these little tidbits kind of that I catch, and you do too, um, throughout yeah. the episodes that are really just design elements or elements of the production that are not quite Easter eggs, but just little small things that are making the shows even richer yeah and some are easter eggs too yeah um so i'm gonna point out some of those right now uh across all four of the episodes so the one that i noticed from supergirl this week is that cara danvers lives on hope street it's in like the opening shot essentially you just Mm -hmm. see that sign so there's that 
Um, and then going into the flash, something that I noticed was that Caitlin's hair was on point in her opening shot this week. I yes. don't, it was just like, it was different enough from what we usually see, but it looked great. It was so good. Um, so we had that going on. And then moving into Arrow, we already talked about some of these. Uh, some of them are just little like dialogue things, like the nod to Tommy not being there because uh, Colin is on Chicago Med. Um, but the very beginning of Arrow, that episode starts the same as season four, episode one, where they treat it like um Oliver is on some mission he's running he's chasing after somebody but really he's just on a jog and then we pan over to see oh he's just going for a morning run and here's his house but instead of yeah. it being a suburb and Felicity it's a mansion in Laurel but it starts the same it's it's shot the same way and then we talked about Sarah's line you're lucky I'm not a trained assassin or anything yep but musically speaking they brought in a note of the theme from Nanda Parbat at that point um, oh my god and the theme from League of Assassins to the score. So that was cool. You just have an ear. I do. I do. <laughs> I, d- I did not catch I that, but you're just like. It's just like one little note, but it was cool. And then we already talked about those things, so I don't want to rehash them. Okay. And then <sighs> let's talk about Nate's helmet. Yes. Because you've been saying since you saw it in the preview that you didn't like it. I felt like I couldn't get enough of a look at it. But I totally agree. There's actually a line in there yeah. from Mick where he's like, you look like a star-spangled idiot. And I was like, Because it doesn't yes, make sense. I like, love his outfit. I just hate the helmet. It doesn't make sense all around. From a design standpoint, but also from like a character standpoint, like your yeah. power is to turn to steel. Why do you need something protecting your head? Like the the the, right. the costume is enough because it's it's something to differentiate you from being just a normal human to being a superhero, but you don't need a helmet because when you turn to steel, it covers your eyes as is like you don't look like a human from like, no one's going to be able to recognize you in your full on steel mode. But she, I mean, to be fair, he's not always in steel mode, but, but that's his, it's also just like Mick doesn't wear disguise. Like we're so inconsistent with whose identity we need to keep secret and whose we don't. Yeah, but but it just I was so. It's just hate it helmet. just looks ugly. It covered he, he there is even because it's a mask helmet. It's not even like a full functioning helmet. It's like they couldn't decide between a mask or a helmet, and so it's this weird hybrid. Yeah, it makes his face just look weird. Because when he's not in steel, it's got the the dark. The dark under his eyes. Yeah. So he just looks really gloomy looking. It's just, it's awful. It's a really bad helmet and they just, yeah, they need to, like they need to get rid of it right now. I don't want to see it in the mid-season finale. Boom. Said it. Uh, it'll, it'll probably be It there. probably will. But, so that's our, that's our rant on Nate's uh, helmet. The other, the one that I noticed because I do not pick up on sound cues as much as you do, but, um, <laughs> The I love the little Easter egg nod to Brandon Routh um, when he meets uh, or when he says goodbye to Kara and he goes, you know, she looks like my cousin. And it was just like, great, because it was like little nod to you playing Superman. Yeah, she's Supergirl. Uh, Brandon Routh was Superman in uh, the movies that came out a few years ago now. Superman Returns. It's been a couple couple iterations ago. Yeah. But yeah, he did play Superman. Um, 
Also in the costume department, Cisco's shirt, he always wears like a t-shirt under a button-up, or almost always, and it was an otter space shirt, which I just thought was appropriate because aliens and we're traveling through space. Outer space, love it. So, um, Also the Oliver fun. and Company line. Yeah, Oliver and Company. Um, so easy, which that's a great movie, by the way. I loved that movie. And I learned that Billy Joel was a big part of it. <laughs> Didn't know that. So thanks, Cisco. Uh, for helping out with that um and then again just the cgi department this week did a really fantastic job because obviously all of the aliens are cgi and there were huge fight sequences to handle and it's a tv show not a movie so there's less time to make all of that happen and And less money yeah and less money and it really looked really good really well done there were a couple times where i was like okay clearly cgi um but for the most part i mean it it looked very real and like they were they were there. The scene where um, Barry is fighting against the three flying metas, or not, when he's fighting against Firestorm, Adam, and Supergirl, like, yeah. and he does his lightning throw, like, that was so cool. Yeah. And then the, the 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 race against Supergirl was awesome, because um, they're flying, they're running and flying all over Central City, or Star City, and she tries to laser beam him, and it's just... Everything just looked good because usually like when you're watching the Flash run, sometimes you can notice that they're using previous or old shots of him running to an area. But like this time they had to include Supergirl. So it was obviously something new. Um, Yeah. Yeah, But that was a really, really good job. Pretty seamless and all of it. But I hate to break it to you, Jenna, but we have some breaking news this week. Oh, I see what you did. Yeah. Um. The breaking news for this week, there's a lot, so pay attention. Um, It looks like Mark Hamill is coming back to an episode of Flash. Um, I believe he's he's still playing the trickster. He looks a little bit different, so I think it might be a Flashpoint version of him um, or just a new outfit, a new look, who knows. But he's coming back, and it's, it seems to be uh, him and Jay Garrick are going to go toe-to-toe um, in this episode. Uh Christina Brucato, who played Lily Stein, um, just got announced that she's going to be a reoccurring role on Legends. So we'll get to see more of her and Martin Stein's relationship grow and find out a little bit more of whether or not Clarissa is still alive, maybe, or what really happened and what's changed, what's all changed um, since Martin Stein talked to him, his younger self. Um... There are some shots, some some screenshots going around of some spoiler spoiler episodes um, from the future that are being filmed right now. Um, but it looks like there's going to be an episode where Wally, Vibe, Jesse Quick, and Barry are all in suits. And it looks like they're going up against um, somebody who's in CGI. And uh, the assumptions right now are it's either going to be Savitar, which makes sense, or mm-hmm. Gorilla Grodd. Um, so that's that's another one that's because we haven't seen a lot of Gorilla Grodd this season. We haven't seen we any. We haven't seen any, yeah. We haven't seen any this season, but we know that he's he's one of Barry's um oldest and uh his like one of his most um rival notorious, notorious like arch nemesis. Yeah. Um because he's the only one who's not really like got super speed, so it's 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 so much more cool, cooler to see 
like him, Captain Cold, um, anybody who doesn't have super speed go against Barry. So that's awesome. So we'll find out who he's, they're going up against uh, in a later episode. But it also looks like there is a screenshot going around as well of um, a character known as Accelerated Man. Um, it's someone in costume. Uh, and if you look up who Accelerated Man is, it's apparently the Flash from Earth-19. Yeah. So we might uh, get a little sneak peek into Earth-19 or... We might find out that somebody's not who they seem or I don't know, but we're going to get something good. Uh, <laughs> so and the last bit of news for this week, um, and I can't remember, I practice, I practice so much before we recorded, but uh, Mr. Mixoplick is coming to Supergirl. Uh, he is a fifth dimensional imp and he's a... a, a, a not a big villain to Superman, but um, he's in the comics and he, he causes trouble. Uh, so we'll see what he's going to be in two episodes. There's no one cast for him yet and there's no synopsis on his character, but he's going to be coming to Supergirl. He might be the reason for the musical crossover that the Flash and Supergirl are going to have. But who knows? Um, the There is one more. Sorry, I forgot. Um but it was announced that, that the Dominators are going to make an appearance on Supergirl at some point. So we're not done with the Dominators. And it might be a different Dominator or no, they might just travel to a different Earth, you know, to go to Earth 38. It could it could happen because in the crossover, we didn't talk about this, but there is kind of a mention that it seems like the Dominators are able to traverse time and space in ways that are heroes are not yeah so it's it's definitely possible that they can travel interdimensionally um so i mean so can our heroes yeah we'll have to see um but that is it for our show this week um it was a crossover filled episode um we're very excited for the the rest of this season um i mean we've got another crossover musical crossover between the flash and and supergirl and i believe that they're still gonna do a or there's rumored to be a green arrow supergirl crossover at some point because we forgot to mention this at the very end of the crossover cisco gave supergirl an uh interdimensional um, mini portal so she can travel between earths as well as a uh, a microphone so they can communicate yeah, as well so she can, they can communicate so um we'll see but uh if you liked this episode feel free to like us comment um subscribe to us you can check us out on flashback forecast on soundcloud or on itunes um we will have another episode um episode five which we'll be talking about the mid-season finales um it's going to come out a little bit later than usual just because uh jenna is a busy woman and she's got life coming up but it will be out before christmas so um feel free to subscribe and wait for that episode to come um any last minute things to say jenna i don't think so i think you pretty much covered it i hope you guys are enjoying our episode so far yeah we're we're gonna we're still still learning how the show's running but you know we think we got a little bit of a handle on it we're uh we're getting there uh so thank you guys for tuning in i'm jordan i'm jenna we'll see you next week signing off thank you for tuning in and joining us for this week's episode of flashback forecast i'm jenna warden i'm jordan reinhardt this is flashback Flashback Forecast. forecast